The following podcast is hosted by two marriage and family therapists. All names, places, and distinguishing factors have been altered to protect the identity of clients, family members, and friends involved, although their practices, degrees, and experiences are real. Brutal honesty, adult language, limited filters, controversy, and poorly educated political opinions will be portrayed. This podcast is not suitable for children, the faint of heart, religious nuts, or self-righteous assholes. Thoughts Off the Couch is not meant to replace actual therapy. If you need serious help, please contact a professional immediately. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Thoughts Off the Couch. In the next cliche 50-minute hour, Dr. Lola and Dr. Love discuss the innermost details of professional therapy, from basic knowledge about life to the topics that may be too raw to discuss with your friends. We take away the rules. We invite each other to be open and honest about our experiences, and we give away all the insight and perspective you would be paying hundreds of dollars in hopes of achieving from other professionals in our field. Open your ears, open your mind, close your wallets, and allow us to guide you to making better decisions that will ultimately improve your life. Allow us to perform the therapy so you don't have to. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Lola and Dr. Love. Welcome, welcome. Um, we uh, we found this uh, podcast online and uh, quite enjoyed it thoroughly and uh, trekked out from the big city uh, down to the suburbs to uh, meet up with these uh, local legends. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Hi. Do and, you want to uh, introduce them or introduce themselves? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear a little introduction from you gentlemen. Yeah. You're the you're the, the brains. Sure, the brains. Hey, this is Doobie. This is the brains. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of Suburban Boys, mild fame. Give a little um, rundown of what the Suburban Boys is. Okay, Suburban Boys is basically a podcast. We, uh, we're three bartenders. We kind of just bullshit on life and booze and you know everything that encompasses all of that. Um, it's definitely a comedy-based podcast. We kind of just bullshit and um, rip on Bonky mostly is where most of the goodness comes from. Mm-hmm. We figured out that the format of the podcast, and I believe this was figured out between Doobie and our other host, Robbie, um, before we even really started recording, it's like, wouldn't it be cool if we could all sit down and like have a great time? And then, oh my God, we can rip on Bonky for an hour and a half. <laughs> I feel like the world kind of figured that out. That wasn't, I mean, it was like preordained. You know now what I mean? you're just it's, sharing it with the world. Sure. Okay. Like Bonky is just such a big target, literally, like a really big target. <laughs> um, it, it just made sense just to, to rip on him. And yeah, so that's basically our thing. We, we have a good time. And um, yeah, that's it. The, the Suburban Boys, S U B O. Like oh bourbon, like actual bourbon. He's the one that can spell it. S u b o u r b o n, as in suburban, but with the emphasis on bourbon. How clever, <laughs> bourbon. How yeah. clever. God, we're good. But, and it's raunchy. I mean, I've been listening to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely. Raunchy. Yeah, completely not safe so for work. Don't no. listen to it around kids. And no. not super female friendly, but I would female disagree. Funny. I would disagree. We definitely we've hit on the Me Too thing. We we've we were trying to have a good like, but we we are into uh, feminine issues. Sure. Uh, yes. Mostly Bonky's issues. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But seriously, uh, no. We we try and be like topical and whatnot. And um. Yeah, it, it, we, we try and hit on everything. And, Would and your girlfriends listen to this? My yes. girlfriend loves it. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. too. Ooh, even that one episode? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, that's about the only episode I've really <laughs> listened to in depth. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of where we're at. So, um, But it's I not, still it's not wanted everybody. to talk to you guys anyway, so that's a lot. <laughs> right. 
that's pretty good. So we're not complete and total pieces of shit. Here, here's the thing. We're not... Um, oh, God, you don't. <laughs> I, no, I don't have to pay for that. It's not on our podcast. Um, <laughs> we're not racist and we're not against uh, females. We're literally just horrible to every... Uh, equally. E- equally. Equal opportunity hateful, offenders. That's but not like. at all, only because it's funny. We're, we're just we're just trying to be. So funny. you actually have a lot of love for people. Absolutely, everybody. Yeah, and that's why we joke about it because if we were actually like racist or like not good to females, we it'd be like that's not funny at all. It's well, and terrible. you probably wouldn't have girlfriends. Right, probably not. That would be my guess. Speaking of girlfriends, my uh, my girlfriend's coming out here uh, next week, mm. and she ended up spending like an extra three hundred dollars to get out here twelve hours early. And I told uh, Doobie about this earlier today, and. He's like, oh, for you? And I go, yeah. He goes, I'd pay $300 to not have to deal with you for 12 hours. Wait, you didn't offer to reimburse her for that or split that? Ooh. or it, It's it's a very, uh, it's it, well, here, here's the thing. Uh, it's, uh, it's a, um, her and I are 100% all in on each other, like crazy all in with each other. So her money's my money. I said, listen, if you want to do it, go for it. That's like, a really it's like easy the same cop account. out. No, her no. money's my money, so spend no, your money, and, babe. And no, and, and my and my money is her money. We're we're already in like the financial planning stages of our relationship. So you'd Even say you're in new. love, a hundred percent. Is that why you have that little fake wedding ring? It is. That's cute. Is Thank that her you. hairband? It is. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Is it is it cute or yeah? This is a totally different podcast because we just ripped <laughs> him the stripes for that. That is so sweet. Thank you. See, so, that's the female influence that we uh-huh. need. Yep. So romantic. Yeah. A totally different perspective because we just said he's a fucking well, not a moron for being in love or being committed to a relationship, but because he wears a fucking hairband on his finger like a douchebag. Well, let's let's clarify that three hundred dollars because you said it was for the Kings, L.A. Kings, right? So we originally she was getting off her plane at like eleven forty-five, and I think the Kings game is at noon mm-hmm. on this Saturday, this coming Saturday, and um, we were just gonna pick her up from the airport and drive directly over to Staples Center and and catch you know the majority of the game. Um, and then last night we were talking, we talk a lot on the phone, like an obscene amount. For example, we had date night on Friday and one of our FaceTime sessions lasted 10 hours. And That's fucking retarded. <laughs> so is it love or an obsession? It's, it's absolutely love. There's no difference. What are you talking about? Oh, there is such a difference. Well, when we, you know, in previous episodes, we've talked about uh, healthy love and unhealthy love. I think healthy love has some obsession. Sure. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. But it's not like we're not just sitting there like for 10 hours. Like for, total, we no, spent about like 12 and a half. there's like naked stuff happening. There's all this <laughs> yes. other stuff. Yes. No, but we're not just like looking at you like, I miss you. I want to be. But we, I, we have like legitimate good conversation that we're continuing to get to know each other's, mm-hmm. you know, but you know. And nowhere in there was the like, hey, do you want to split that three hundred dollars and we'll each pay the one fifty? Well, the thing is, is that I'm. The bro- thing is, is that her money is his money, so it's and like it's all my good. Money, <laughs> spend your money, babe. No, because no. Well, I'm buying the king's ticket and buying us each a jersey when we get to Staples Center. So it's like we're very good about like keeping the tab. It's and you've keep, gone it, out there a few times, right? Yeah. Where well, is I, I where? Why is it so far? far away? She lives in Jacksonville right now. With Mississippi. It. Florida. Florida. Florida? That's, I don't that, know if you're Jackson, so good at geography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a Jacksonville, Mississippi. There's okay. a Jackson, okay. Mississippi. I, I believe you the if you say it. Jackson. Okay, the capital of Jackson. The capital of Jackson. I need more alcohol. <laughs> well, let me ask a first question, because why would you be bartenders in the suburbs, and how is that different than a big city? Great question. Mm. Great question. 
Um, I think for me personally, the idea that I've been with the restaurant that I've been with for so long and it affords me a secondary secondary job through the restaurant. I go city to city and open restaurants for um, for our celebrity chef, um, and uh, that in accompaniment with my bartending job, which it pays the bills. I'm you know I'm, I I don't want for anything with you know assuming that I don't take three days off every week. Um, I I get by just fine. And so then, you get variety. I get variety. So I get great my experience. imagination, my imagination is that you are just serving a bunch of desperate middle-aged women all the time. There's not a lot to do in the suburbs. What's your establishment? What, what style is it? So we're um, like I would say quasi fine dining. We're not like five star, but we're not like three star. Um, <laughs> Which to the educated person would mean we're four? probably four star, <laughs> probably four star. Like bigger. Than I Olive do math. Garden. Bigger, yeah, bi- <laughs> bigger than Olive Garden. We do, um, but not Mastros. But definitely not Mastros. Uh, very, very casual atmosphere, casual homey atmosphere. It's like it's it's like an old world type of atmosphere. So anyone that steps through those doors, the goal is just to make them feel like family. And not not homie is in like baggy pants and like um <laughs> like homie the clown. No right. homie like sponge painted walls in the bathroom. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> See, she knows. She knows. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Would you say you have regulars more like off, more than other uh, establishments? The majority of my income comes from obviously getting tipped out from the servers, which is a large part of my income, but then also my regulars come in. There are nights where I'll sell two or $300 worth of alcohol and food, which at any other place would net you what? 60 bucks ish. And I'll walk with one fifty to one seventy just on that two or $300. But if you were at like a major club or like, you know, like, I don't know, somewhere. Well, money, money is the same everywhere. Uh, Tipping is pretty universal. It's like fifteen to twenty five percent. But the people aren't. Uh, that's true. Um, to kind of get back to your question, like the suburbs versus like you know big city. You're doing a lot of like girls' night outs type of. Um, at his restaurant, yes. I would say for, for sure, yes. yes. Uh, I work at a sports bar, uh, and the regulars are basically like four to six o'clock. That's basically half my money for the day, every day. Oh, the um, after work pre midlife crises. Uh, not really. They're actually mostly like married people that uh, they're just. Well, like I said it's a sports bar, so it's mostly guys that just they go to the bar every day. They have their three to four to five beers, hmm. and then they go home. It, it's actually it's not like sad yeah. at all. It's also it's a lot of happy they, people, and it's just it's your neighborhood bar. Do you think they need the beers to unwind from work, or the beers to gear up for going home? Both. Uh mm. both. Both. 100% both. Yeah. I yeah. actually used to work at the same bar that, that Dewey's at, so I have kind of a, of a knowledge base of what, but you said the pre-midlife crisis thing. I think a lot of them are smack dab in the middle of their midlife sure. crises. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And, and because that... I hear, like in the office, I hear a ton of stories about, oh, so-and-so's having an affair with the waitress at that sports bar, mm-hmm. and they're all uh, call kind that of That doesn't go on in our industry. I, I'm pretty sure those are liars that you're listening to. Yeah, that, that is said with a lot of sarcasm. You can't yeah. see the very, the very angry wives that, that are sitting on my couches where they've lost their spouse. There's to like, um, there's like this much sarcasm bars. going. On. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that uh, for my own personal life, I will never own a bar, or be, it, it's terrible for your personal life. Um, 
it, it's there's just so much shenanigans that go on in a restaurant. Yes. When you work this close with people and you kind of bond over like shitty people, it's weird to say, but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's a really weird environment as far as like relationships and like crossing that line. It's my boyfriend was a bouncer, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> actually that's how we met. He kicked me out of a bar. Ha, but, nice. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's cute. Yeah, yes. you, you should probably go into that story in depth in, in another uh, in another one. Yeah. No, it's a, it's gonna stay a secret. Okay. It'll discredit me. Um, <laughs> but he. After we started dating and then I went back, when I was first at the bar, you see it with one set of eyes. But then when you go back and your boyfriend's working there, you see all the servers are in corsets and little shorts. And mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, wait, wait a second. What's going sure. on there? It was very threatening. Is it a bar or a brothel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure what the difference is. <laughs> fair, fair. There's a back room everywhere. You know, I said the same thing to my girlfriend and she didn't appreciate that. Oh, yeah. she, didn't, she didn't share the same sentiment. Woman's perspective. Sure. Yes. I said yes. the same thing to my girlfriend. She just wanted to know why she wasn't invited. Yeah. You just asked for a. Um, we know you're in love. Blah blah blah. blah yeah. Blah. Oh, whatever. I'm in love. I'm bonky. So would you guys say that uh, you have to pretend to be decent people when you're at work so that people will tip you? Like, do you almost have to lead a different? Are you life? saying they're not I think decent people? I think it's kind of what t- I'm getting yeah. at. I'll be honest with you. I think it's quite the opposite. Huh. I think the more of our real colors that we show to our regulars the more they embrace us. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best regulars, um, he's a lawyer uh, in his late 60s, and he just comes in and he nonstop talking shit the entire time. <laughs> and I figured this out within 20 seconds of meeting him the first time um, and then background from my coworkers. And so I just started fucking talking shit back to him and I would lay it on thick, real thick. And like I said, he comes in two to three times a week consistently tips me $20 on whatever his bill is usually is between 45 and 65 bucks always get the 20 spot and I get to talk shit to him so but it's we, his way of bonding absolutely well yeah he has no friends kind of sounds like that. a therapy session like. mm-hmm. it truly is bartending is the <laughs> ultimate we are the world's worst paid therapists uh well you've said that before and we, I, I kind of disagree with you but what I Bonky's describing it perfectly uh we are um bartending is being a chameleon it is adapting to your customers, whatever they want. If they want to sit there and talk shit and be like filthy, you be filthy with them. If they want you to be like per- perfect polite guy, then you be perfect polite guy for them. It, you it have is, to read that. Right absolutely. absolutely, you read it right but away. But you're also describing prostitution. So where's the therapy part of it? Uh, well, there's the no. It, it is prostitution. That, that's what we're doing. We, we are whoring ourselves out for tips. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, sure. And, and and but. If you're a good bartender, that, so that's what you're doing. Your true self is a prostitute. Well, wouldn't you say sure? That, but but on a real level, wouldn't you say that that everybody a, any is? form <laughs> of occupation is prostitution at some level? One hundred percent. And I was actually about to just ask, especially Dr. prostitutes, Lola, especially <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> I was about to say to you, Doctor Lola, there's times where we have shit clients come in that we actually don't like, but we have to pretend we like them to okay, allow the healing. Okay, in that sense, yes, but I. I'm always honest. You tell them I don't really like. You. I'm not saying we're taking our pants off. No, I, <laughs> I find the thing I do like about them, and I don't talk about the rest. Uh, but I am honest if I'm upset or don't like anything that they say. Mm-hmm. Which I guess you guys get to be honest, because if you hurt people like emotionally, it only affects your tips. 
Um, uh, well, it, nah, we can't always be honest. I mean, we still work for a company. You know what I mean? You can't true. just say like, oh, you're a piece of shit. You know what I mean? That, that's not gonna certain get people can. at some point. Robbie can. Robbie's uh, great uh, at it. And yeah, depending on the situation. I mean, it's mm. yeah. Like I said, you got to adapt to every situation. And if you have a piece of shit and you have the opportunity to say it. Yeah, we're going to say it. So my sister is a bartender in Manhattan for a long time. Mm-hmm. She's also an alcoholic, but I think that came later. Um, she, As it does sometimes <laughs> for this profession. But she, when she lived, we lived up near Canada for a while, and we worked at a Canadian restaurant, and I tried to get a job as a server, and my own sister had to fire me because I was so bad. You lived I, in Canada? No, I lived next to Canada. Oh. In Buffalo? No, this side up in Got it. Washington. Got it. Up near huh. Vancouver. Interesting. You know mm-hmm. that you can walk from Vancouver to Seattle? Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Strike that. Keep that, going. that would be a really long walk. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but no, my own sister had to fire me because I was so terrible at customer service. So I was actually really surprised that I even became a therapist yeah. because I wasn't really that nice to people. I told a table of people they were upset because I didn't bring ketchup. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just ketchup. And I got really <laughs> mad at them. Yeah. And like a couple of days later, I was fired. Well, the problem I've... with the, the restaurant industry in general is that people, you walk in, you're spending your money i'd say the vast majority of people unfortunately feel like they're entitled because they're spending their you know time is money so Mm -hmm. they're spending their hard-earned money which costs them time on your establishment so they want things the way that they expect it to be now whether or not those expectations are realistic or it's just about ketchup they (laughs) they want they want the experience that they expect. And if yeah, they don't they want get it. experience. But that is true in therapy too, actually. That is true. They want a certain experience. So I guess that is true. We're prostitutes to give people an illusion of an experience. Sure, they're sure. Having. What yeah. I would assume with therapy too is that people are like, you know, paying good money. It's not cheap. And they're expecting like, an outcome, like quick, like a result. Okay, I'm, exactly, oh, yeah. a result. They want mm-hmm. us to do the work for them. Right, right. I've had too many clients come in and be right. like, you need to fix me. Right. No, no, bitch. We need to work together. Right. I guide you right. to you, your yeah, you need to solving your you. problems. Yeah. Right. Let me help you fix you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's got to be tough. I've also been creating a theory about you, and it just came right now. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, you know how uh, previous episodes, you I'm know how try not to cry. you uh, mm-hmm. don't like couples therapy? I hate couples therapy. You know, I think it is because when there's more people in the room, it's harder for you to control this little bit of anger you have towards someone kind of like how you just said you can kind of control it when it's one-on-one but when you bring more people in and they're just being because couples are just dumb i actually have more anger toward couples and toward relationships i figure by the time you come to counseling just break up (laughs) just leave there's no point do you do you mean that honestly i honestly think that even if even if you're in a a, like a a long-term marriage and clearly there's only one massive issue that you can't get over i mean okay obviously there's going to be more than one issue I feel like if you've been together like 28 years or 30 years and there's an issue, unless the issue is something new, like something new has happened or a life adjustment, it's like you've already been with this person for 30 years. Right. Get over it. Just just love them anyway. Either love them or leave. Or leave. But don't. And that's probably most of couples for me because I'm like either accept it and work it out like the best you can or get out. Okay, so let me flip the script real quick because now I'm curious. Mm-hmm. How easy is it for you as therapists to create the illusion of a compromise in a relationship when you're dealing with couples? 
very easy. None. I cannot do it. Very really? I feel like I'm a liar. Well, don't well, now that begs the question, wouldn't you think that like that you might need to lie a little? I can tell Compromise from... is horrible because compromise means nobody's getting what they want. Everybody's getting a little bit less. But isn't it the best of but both gaining a little worlds? bit more? Yeah, I mean it... Not necessarily. I feel like you should take turns, maybe have more independence <clears throat> in your relationship. I don't really think you should have to compromise. See, hmm. when I say it's easy is because someone brings an issue to the table, you address it. And then you go to the other person and you see what issue they have because everyone gets defensive and they want to then be like, oh, well, my wife does this bullshit. So then you just take both bullshits and you go, all right, so if you guys actually want to change, it's up to you to change. You're going to have to work on this. You're going to have to work on this. You just bring it so there's two issues coinciding together. Two individuals. Right. So you separate the two of them, figure out what the issue is, and then you could, right, right. That makes sense. But you could do that while they're sitting together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Together. And then do individual work while they're sitting together. Right. But I don't believe in a compromise like, well, I don't like this type of music and you don't like this. So let's only listen to this when we're together because then nobody can listen to anything they want. No. Yeah. Right. It'd be like, no, you listen to mine and I'll listen to yours because then we both get what we want and we can love each other more. But isn't that a compromise, but that's a compromise in itself? Mm, eh? I don't know. Eh? I feel like it's just asserting both. Like nobody has to give up something. I think we should ask the suburban boys resident psych- psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like that is a compromise. Like uh, to me, a compromise is not necessarily meeting in the middle ground. It's like you said. We do a little bit of me and we do a little bit of you. You know what I mean? That's um, that's I, a compromise. I just think that's getting what you want. Because aren't but aren't you, you are, you're sacrificing someone by allowing that person to get to get what they want, and then they in turn are sacrificing the same as the reciprocal. Oh, see, I don't see that as sacrificing. I see that as like kindergarten taking turns, <laughs> which is kind of what couples work is. It's taking turns about one person talking, the other person talking. What'd you hear from them? All right, now repeat that. Couples, couples counseling can be real uh, uh, dry sometimes. I feel like, and a lot of arguing. Yeah, uh, I've I've, there and watch I've done it before, and it was um, it's it's hard. Uh, we actually walked away arguing mm-hmm. more after every session right. than yeah. anything. Right. Yep. Um, Did you stay together? On the therapist. <laughs> we are still trying to work it out after seven years. That's a long time. Uh huh. I also think that it gets used a lot because people come in and they just want to not feel guilty when they Mm -hmm. end it. And so then they think that if I go to counseling, then I can say I've done everything I can Mm -hmm. do. Right. They come in to break up. Mm -hmm. Right. That happens a lot. And then we're stuck in the middle being like, I can see what's happening here. I can see why you need to break up. It's unfair. (laughs) Earlier in my training days, like I felt like it was me fucking up and that's why they're breaking up. Then I realized after talking to my supervisors and people who had way more experience, they told me that exact same thing. They said yeah. they come in to break up a lot. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're breaking up because they're not good together. It's, Every it's not single your fault. Yeah. couple session, I say, how motivated are you for this to be better? That's my, my first question sure. because I can that's guarantee that they're lying. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if you had just a little button on the table? You're no. lying. <laughs> if it could just be that easy, <laughs> just just the right. get the fuck out of here. Right. You're wasting your your money and my time. Yes, yeah, that's what I hate. Yeah, no. Let me ask you. You said you went to couples counseling for a while. Did you 
how did you feel about the payment for it? We've had talks about um, this. it actually uh, it, it was it wasn't that expensive. We we paid like maybe sixty bucks a session, seventy bucks. I mean, it was not as far as like counseling or therapy sessions go, not expensive. Okay. Um, but at the same time, she. Well, and see, this is what's hard. It's like, was she not good or were we not working it correctly? I, I don't know. And if you were paying more, would you feel like you were getting more because it was a higher level person? I I, I don't know. I, right. I really don't know. Like I said, we walked away fighting 90% of the time because we got out all these issues and then we walked out and it was like, no, oh, yeah. fuck that. I still uh-huh. want to talk about this. It's bullshit. I'm mad. Right. You know what I mean? Because an hour is not enough time to not argue and fix things. Oh, man. It, it, it flies by when, when you're actually... And it was good. It, and... Don't get me wrong. When I, when I went, my girlfriend was twenty two and I was like twenty seven. Too young, too young to like grasp life and and these really big issues. Um, you know, just a young relationship, so yeah. it, it was hard. And, and and no matter what, if we paid three hundred dollars an hour, I don't think That's that would true. have been better. It, it just we just had we have issues, you know. Mm-hmm. So. There's really no amount of money that's going to be able to fix a problem if you can't start to fix the problem yourself. Right. But that goes back to you just have to love the other person more than the issues. Yeah. Yeah. I guess well, and if you true don't, love. then sure. don't be together. And, and I feel like I, I, I can really say that we do, um, but we're both just really hard-headed and uh, stubborn, and, and there's no... There's a ton of love, and that's always been apparent. Um, we were dating for like three years, and then not dating for like two, where she was in like a really serious relationship, like blah blah blah, got back together. Um, hmm. So the love, the issue is not the love that's there. The issue is just our issues, whether that's Some jealousy of that just comes or with whatever. Maturity and practice. <clears throat> sure. And if you get someone in stirring that place up every single week, it might not be good for you. Yeah, and and that is just the hard truth. It mm-hmm. sometimes just maybe two people don't work together. You know, when you guys are working, do you see more people trying to find relationships or people miserable in relationships? Hmm, that's a great question. I would say more miserable, and just oh. sticking it out, and oh. that's the that's the booze. You know. I, I believe that there's a duality to this because of where we each work, because mm-hmm. I have to say the exact opposite. You know, you're at a sports bar. It's an easy place for totally different guy to get sure. together with yeah. guys or even mm-hmm. girls to get together with girls and just, you know, commiserate about what they're unhappy with. For me, I have bottle opener. The twist off. Oh, is it? Um, for me, I have, um, you know, we're the, <laughs> We're the hot spot in our community of I know. You know, thirty thousand people. That makes people me laugh so hard. Where, <laughs> where when you're, you know, when when you have a bit of money and you're going out to meet someone, typically speaking, you know, secondary, tertiary wives, girlfriends, if you will, like the, right. not not at not. You're also in at a like same time. conservative area, so there's it's yeah. more affluent, but more conservative politically and everything i yeah I you think get that's a fair. weird there, mix there's we do we do there's there's um there's a lot of money out mm-hmm. here um regardless of where you're from but then there's also a lot of not a lot of money mm-hmm. so we definitely do get that mix but again because of where i'm located you know when i, I know that when i get a, a customer that comes in and says how much is a bud light <laughs> i'm going okay like i know exactly what i'm dealing with right now <laughs> right. um and or you know, I, I, if a girl's wearing like bedazzled jeans, 
That's a whole thing, right? You can there's tell. Like, Hold like, on. Like there's nothing wrong with bedazzled. <laughs> <laughs> Have you bedazzled things? I bedazzle everything. His entire wardrobe. In fact, the only outfit that is not bedazzled is the one that you were looking at right in front of you. Um, no, but there's you. We do. We get our. We get our forty-something-year-old trophy wife. Mm. You know, we we're, we live in a in a we call a, it's a horse community. Really, They're, like the the ranching and and the yeah. the. Um, not only stabling of horses, but uh, dressage, which is like horse dancing, yeah, that's is true. huge out oh, here. Oh, and they are notoriously like, I don't know how to describe cunts. it, but like, they're cunts. cunts. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me for using yeah. that, that uh Just that uppity, term. like, mm, yeah. no, I, I do dressage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, because you know, they'll walk in right off the ranch and they've got their boots on and mm-hmm. they've got their, you know, all of them have the short hair back in a ponytail with the little hat. That's and, true. And they're, I don't know why, like they're just not the nicest people in the world. I well, did... I did some homework before uh, we met up today and I went to his restaurant and there was some, uh, you know, I, I glanced at this girl and looked back and I double took because she was like probably 50 years old, dressed up, skin, she had, you know, um, plastic surgery done all over her face sure. and it's just one of those old people that won't accept that they're old. Yeah, and she yeah. was with her friend who looked exactly the same. They were just <laughs> fake tanned. Yeah, they all had plastic surgery done. And well, we you could, could go into the whole society reason that that occurs of how we discard women after a certain age uh, unless they have to try to look like they're twenty. So there's a whole society. But it was gross. It was Wait, like hold on, nasty. real quick, because I think I know who you're. Ta- I do know who you're talking about. They were sitting right next to you guys at the bar. Yeah, like two seats over. I would have banged both of them. <laughs> okay, that seems inappropriate. <laughs> I think that's Wait, nice. I, I, I want to. Uh, Are you allowed you to just bang said. in your profession? What's that? Are you allowed to bang like clients in your profession? Because if we they're do that, we clients. lose they're our they're customers. Not, they're not clients. They're that's customers. True. We lose also, our license. I was just doing a little comparison of uh, you know therapists and pri- <laughs> privately owned uh, restaurants. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm. If you work at like uh, Fridays Chili's or, or Fridays, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you got some rules. When it's just a guy that owns a restaurant, you, you just you could do whatever you, do you want. You think you get a better tip the next time they come in? Depends. Depends. depends on how's it. your tip? Uh, depends on how good the tip I gave him was. <laughs> Not good. That's a dick joke. <laughs> Suburban boys. S U B O. Spell bourbon, but they can drink. They can drink it. Too. Absolutely. Yes, we can. And I had something earlier that I wanted to ask you real quick. Was you said you went to a couples counselor? How'd you find that counselor? How'd you oh, find? Oh fuck! The Honestly, I. I I mean, I, I, I don't remember. She found with it. You. I, I, no. She um, was she attractive? No. Oh. No, she was an old lady. Um, like she was really nice. I, I mean, she, I, I really appreciate She She cared about us, too. I mean, she really did. Um, yeah. I, I I just don't think we were ready. Wait, for, you believe that she really did? You I did. You don't know that she really did. No, you're did. right. Uh, but isn't the point that I believe that she did? Yes. You know what I mean? That makes me happy. Even if she just <laughs> was putting on a show. because that means you're it right. works. She, she probably didn't care about us. I mean, we were just a random couple that, but I really did believe. She She, she almost had like uh, like your grandma kind of feeling. Mm. Like, oh, that's nice. She was a nice old lady. I mean, she and she was cool and, and she was really she tried to help us. I don't think so. I think she was single. Doesn't that make being weird? A I'm... little bit now that I think about it. Yeah. Sure. But right. Wouldn't, but wouldn't you think that being single, obviously they've been through all of it? Because right. you're married or and maybe... you've never broken up with... Oh, well, that's true. You don't know. You we don't, don't know. know. Or maybe she just got it. Maybe she said, look, I'm happy being single and that's okay. I, I feel comfortable. 
with a therapist that realizes the just the well no because if she's like like a spinster and she could never find love she's going to be overly rooting for yours hmm yeah interesting <laughs> well i've had clients ask me and they said uh uh, they came in for marriage problems. They said, have you ever been married? And I haven't. And I said, <laughs> no. They say, how can you help me? And I would always say, I don't have to be hit by a bus to know it hurts. Right. Yeah. The, mm. You don't have to experience But if you really went deeper into that and they said, are you married? And you said, hell no. I don't like commitment. And I don't want anything <laughs> to do with They don't need to know that. all that oh. truth. <laughs> Again, it's about making your clients think that <laughs> you're on the same page with that. Right. Yeah, you know, it'd be a lot easier if I just said, told them I was married and I have four children and sure. No, because then, then if you didn't have issues, then you still couldn't relate. Like I, I, I don't like couples. They'll you be know like, how oh, when, I was you know how when your wife does like this and this and this. Yeah, I hate it when my wife. Oh, my wife. <laughs> yeah, and in I, his mind, he's like, this is why I'm never getting married. <laughs> yeah, I personally didn't need to feel like she'd been married. So she could help me. It, it just, hmm. it was a, With a person that was wisdom type yeah, of thing. I think, it, is what another it is. Yeah. just theory, theoretical thing that you just assume. I, I think it's the easier 50 to year assume. Old sitting in your bar, you look at her and think she has a lot of no, wisdom. But hold on. The difference is, is that the 50 year old sitting in my bar doesn't have a plaque up on her wall that says she's done all of the necessary education work to get to where she's at. You know, are we supposed to have that? Cause I read somewhere that we need. Are you to, supposed to hang that up? You're supposed to post it. It's like by law. I have my license posted. I don't have my degree posted. No, no, your license. Yeah. But us, You're... like some of the other people that we rent yeah. the rooms and stuff, I can't just carry that. I, mean, I guess I can make photocopies, but you, I've you, never placed you, it on the wall. You know what you should have is like a like a cops have and like it like folds uh, out. You just like pull it the, out. The badge. The badge. The badge. Licensed. Yeah. That actually be way cooler. And then totally. you could stop people like in the mall and be like, stop yelling at your kid. Here, I can help you. Licensed. <laughs> Dr. Lola, family therapist. Uh, <laughs> I would like that, actually. That would be my, really cool. In one of my lesser moments of life, um, I was at, uh, you guys know Queen Mary Dark Harbor? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They do the... You know, you know, you know, like down in Long you Beach. Don't know yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They do the the Halloween special. Sure, sure, sure. I was there and hammered. Um, lesser moments of my life, and uh, I remember that one of the the uh, I tried to talk to one of the um, actors in one of the mazes. They were. Um... <laughs> you were therapizing them. No, I was just trying to. I was just I, this one person came out and scared the shit out of me, and so I looked at her. I was like, "Oh my god, you scared the shit out of me!" And she thought I said something gross or raunchy or something because she went up to one of the like security guards in there and told them to watch me mm. and then that pissed me off because i'm like i didn't do anything i just got fucking freaked out that's what i'm supposed to do here and so i started talking shit to the security guard because he was being all mean to me and i'm like yo you're not gonna be mean to me and i was talking crap to him back and then when i got out of the maze a bunch of more security guards came and in my drunken state i'm like hey i'm a marriage and family therapist like i don't do anything wrong and <laughs> I, thought, I thought that that was like a like a, like a FBI badge. Like I get I'm Doctor Love. <laughs> exactly. And they were just like, "Get the fuck out of here!" I'm like, "All right, fine." And I, 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 okay, Doctor Love out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm better. I'm than not you. gonna do what everyone thinks I'm gonna do. Flip out, man. <laughs> yeah, it was just interesting. But to go back to the whole, because uh, I I did um, couples counseling once. Um, mm. This was with um, a girl. Actually, um, my counterpart here uh, saved me. Uh, I, I like to, this is how I recreate this in story in my mind. Saved me from the worst relationship that I had ever been in. Mm. It was three years. Bipolar, like, like massively bipolar. Um, and at one point, a couple years into it, 
she started seeing a therapist. I could tell it was working for her. It was doing good. Mm-hmm. And the therapist asked if, if we could see if I could go in together with her. And when I, when I went in, I, I, I was, I don't want to say I was, I was drilled or berated with, with questions that were clearly one-sided. Right. But it started to feel like that the longer the session went on. Mm-hmm. And she started asking me why I think it's fair that I quote unquote treat her that way and treating her that way was telling her when she was having a breakdown and letting her know, I understand, but you need to be responsible for this. And of course those would get that each individual time would get more and more aggressive because there's always going to be that resistance anytime, you know, calm down. I'm calm. You're you're the one that you know what I mean. And then it, it, that was know. actually pretty unethical of that therapist to even bring you. Oh, in. believe me, right. I know. You're I never not. I never mm. went back because I realized that she was for as good as she was making her feel coming out of those individual sessions. She was clearly enabling her yes. to not have to fix the the actual issue. Okay, but and that exactly ties in to what I wanted to ask you guys about because you have these women at your bar and these men. Men, not so much. Men are a little bit different. But when you're being a chameleon and you're just doing things for tips and you're trying to like feed into what they want, aren't you kind of enabling whatever sickness or sadness you're seeing? Sure. That's our job. I That's, mean, yeah. I, it, it really is our job. Does that make you sad? No. We're, we're not therapists. <laughs> That's not what we're paid for. You don't feel any kind of obligation to the human race or to better society. Uh, no, you you kind of detach yourself, to be honest with you. And is that sad? Kind of, but it, it just it, it is what it is. That we we provide alcohol to people. That is our job. Him him and I are of, of a little bit different school of thought on that. I do agree with a lot of what he said, but I but I do honestly feel like just being a better human being than Doobie. <laughs> when, when someone comes to me with a problem, regardless of what my relationship with, with them is, my first instinct is always ask them more about the problem. Try to find out as much information mm-hmm. as you can. And then if you can provide any sort of anything, I mean, one of our... Um, uh, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when they come to you strictly for alcohol as a release you provide that to them period. yeah yeah yeah. but if, but if they're not ha- coming in to for but if they're to fix them but no but if they're spilling, sure yeah are they you want gonna- personal but you help you can also tell too i mean you can also tell like if That's if not- you see a married guy like saying like sexual things about somebody else in the bar and they're trying to get you to laugh and you join in you don't feel guilty if it's funny no <laughs> I, honestly if it is if it's if what they're saying is funny and not going to completely scratch a tip from one of my other guests because they hear me laughing with him about that yeah i'll laugh but if it's if it's like not funny at all i'll give like we we every bartender knows this there's your real laugh and then yes. there's sure. the i'm entertaining you laugh right. i want nothing to do with you so i'm just gonna <laughs> well and turn around and polish a glass and, and right. i'll tell you why we don't feel guilty this is our job our job is to these people come in whether they want to talk to you and make you laugh or they want to talk to you and they want a caring word or they just want to sit there and drink True. what we do is accommodate them period Where so I feel bad for what if someone for, for making somebody feel better if someone's volu- no it's not making them feel better it it's, is it's keeping them broken oh, but that's not my problem like i said i'm not i'm not a but therapist you think uh, well, it, don't you see it like in your mind you say, oh, like, like. No, no, no. I'm I'll, giving, I'll I'm answer, giving them a, a, a quick. 
fix to what they're feeling. Hmm. It's it comes down to the real type of person you are, and I was I was joking around saying I'm a better person than Doobie, but I genuinely have more of an affectionate side to people that are in a bad spot. If they're spilling to me, I'm like, yeah, dude, talk to me. What's up? Because I know that somewhere down inside, I know that I have advice that I'm comfortable giving that can hopefully show them at least a glimpse of what direction they need to go in. My counterpart over here deals with far worse in quotes mm-hmm. people and, and that's fair and, and this does come down to the differences in mm-hmm. our restaurants. in our clientele yeah. right absolutely right that i could see i have the blue collar people they're going to a sports bar they're right. going to their neighborhood bar they just want to have three or four beers to wind down mm-hmm. like you said whether that's from their stresses of life or to go to their stresses of life that's all we're providing it, right. it doesn't go past that there's definitely regulars at his place of work that I dealt with when I was working there that I would now that I'm thinking of it immediately go like yeah no I just just kind of no you just don't stay away from that and it's not that they're bad people that they're just that when someone is out at my place and they're they're dumping to you that's a clear sign like hey talk to me when someone's dumping at you at a sports bar and you have to think about like everything that's going on and it's not this like I have at the most 12 people that I'm dealing with at any given moment, if I have a bartending partner, then there's someone in the well, I'm dealing with 12 people. Mm-hmm. So I have time for conversation. Right Now, his bar is no bigger than that, but he's dealing with a full restaurant of, and it's just, it's, you know, pouring beers, making margaritas. And it's true. They're and, not looking for like growth and insight. They're not coming in there to become better people. No. And I think they're just coming I, in there to feel better, whether that's, booze or companionship and it's not necessarily my companionship Mm -hmm. it's the other regulars that are there every day and unfortunately i do think men need that and they need a place to do that that's not because women do that all day every day sure with Uh everybody but men don't have that well that's an incredible generalization and stereotype that i find offensive (laughs) I, I, i think it's accurate i mean girls talk all day that's what they do. I mean, do I just got you? Done, I just got done saying I spent 12 and a half hours on the with phone with your girl talking right. to a girl. Right. Oh, no. I, w- men to men. So right. um, our buddy calls each of us occasionally and he likes to talk. I'll spend 25, 30 minutes on the phone with him. This guy, after three or four minutes, is like, hey, okay, I got to go. Who are you talking about? Adam. <laughs> oh, yeah. I ignored his call yesterday. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't have it. I, I enjoy communication with other people because it, it gives me an outlet. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's your personality, though. You have a very a hundred percent, a hundred percent personality. Mm-hmm. I just don't tell think me the, more. I would say the more. I would say <laughs> what else about my personality? Wow, there's do a little you bit like? of a love affair you going on. You got a huge on. ego <laughs> and heart. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Big old ego. <laughs> <laughs> no well, one's fucking with that ego. Let me fuck with that ego. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're we're at. I'm sorry. sorry no, no, go ahead. no, it's it's yours. We're at 41 minutes. Do you guys want to get into? Do you guys want to take any? Yeah, the, we haven't really done our questions. We've, we've done kind some of, of them. Yeah, we'll kind of. The only let's one... go. Let's let's drill. Let's let's. We've had a good conversation. So no, far, this is fun as fuck. But yeah. if you guys want to get into your stuff, that I just I, I've been getting in some of my stuff. We just cool. can't. Cool. We, we can't afford to pay either of the doctors overtime. <laughs> no, it's fine. We're actually on track. Everything has been good. The I want to go into like a generalization though about what you see. Of society or how society's changing or what do you think the problems of society really are? I had a few too, ugh, few too quick. I can't speak. Um, a few quick comments, refill, and then we'll go. Um, before we break real fast and come back to that is um, 
What was it? One of you guys I had. Shit. Who was it? What? One of them was a therapy question. I don't remember who it was for. Crap. I was, you know, you get that thing that just sticks in your sure. mind and you're like, fuck, I want to say it so bad, but there's nice conversation going and then you kind of lose it. Um, well, as a therapist, shouldn't you have a pad of paper and be writing these things sure. down? Sure. Yes and no. Uh, I only Diligently. use uh, notes. I only write down for the he first never two does sessions. Notes. Never listen to that. <laughs> That's notes after the session I don't do. But during oh. the session, the only first two times I meet them, I write notes down after that. Everything, like, it's weird. I have the worst memory in the world, but when it comes to clients, I can remember everything. Sure. They tell me something a year later. I'll be like, oh, yeah, and this, and I'll bring something up that, that they told me a year ago. Um, anyways, uh, what was it? So your guys' nature of your job, that's one of them, was you guys are here to sell a substance that alters the mind. Sure. We're drug dealers. Right. I just find that really interesting. It, that it's, that's, it, that's, it's a very interesting paradox, but when it comes down to it, you know, our government has allowed us to deal these drugs, and it's one of the most dangerous drugs on mm-hmm. the planet. Kills a lot of people. The, it, do, it does. I, I think the interesting part about it is it's not like either of us like went into the business like, oh, I want to sell booze. Like You kind of just fall in. The, the restaurant, uh, this is, sounds corny as fuck, but the restaurant business kind of calls you in. Like, it chooses if, you. If you are this kind of person that can do this, you'll get there. Um, it, it's a special breed of people. We're particularly um, shitty. I don't know, a better I word. I wasn't that breed. I got fired, so I got rejected. See, right, that's why I'm a person. therapist. Not everybody can do it. You <laughs> you, ha- you really have to be like, I, I don't know how, Bunk, can you help me out? Like, is in a description, like, you have to be uh, like jaded a bit. Yeah, uh, you a jaded do. chameleon. Totally. Yes. I think it's, the idea that you just you have to be you can be a master of certain trades when it comes to being a bartender but you have to be jack of all trades to be a good bartender right and then to be a great bartender you have to be master of a few on top of being a jack of all because we just And, and and like you said uh when you say that we like kind of whore ourselves out as prostitution Mm -hmm. it is so accurate like uh, I work in a sports bar, but I only care about uh, baseball and hockey, right? Right. And I have to listen to football talk all the time. And I have to put Engage. myself into a football right. talk. I have yeah. to literally say like, oh, things. yeah, the, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up just a few facts just so I can like right. Bring spit something, something the out. Table. And then like, oh, yeah, Dubby knows uh, football. But I don't For know a goddamn tip. thing. Sure. We, we whore ourselves yeah. out. The, you have to be a certain kind of person to lend yourself to that. Right. You know what I mean? And it's kind of not genuine and I don't know or I kind of I don't ourselves in a bad light but I don't don't feel like it's disingenuous I just feel like it comes with the territory we know what we have to do in order to make the most to utilize our time to make the most money but what's which is a goal while you're there which is why it's a job but what is genuine is making our customers happy right that's totally genuine I'm but do you think that that translates out to make the world better no that's not my I don't think I don't think about that I don't care about that I care about paying my bills I have never met anyone who didn't care about making the world better. Damn. Bullshit. Well, now you have. You've met him. You just didn't know. Oh, I didn't know. There's nobody that was vocal about it. I, I, I don't, I, no, I don't care about that. That's Man, not my Can I throw out a suggestion? Yeah. Can we take a very, very short break, and then can we come back, and mm-hmm. you can drill him with some of that? Because I, I need to hear some of what you think about this fucking I think that's a good wonderful idea. specimen of a man right here. <laughs> wow. And I just have a, a quick... Not even like, I don't want to keep talking go, about it, but go. I remember the last part was about you and therapist. That was when you're, so in therapy, your girlfriend's been seeing this person, your ex, 
has yeah. been seeing the therapist for a long time. They've created this bond and this relationship. So whenever a partner is brought into therapy, it makes the partner feel fucking awkward as hell because they know that this therapist is this person's therapist. This therapist is the girlfriend's therapist, right? right. So now you're the one person out. So they come in thinking like, oh fuck, I'm I'm not part of this process. I'm not. I don't have yeah. any re- repertoire built. Nothing. I'm just coming in, and they're going to be against me. And it usually creates some sort of awkward situation. I I I understand why that might be a very common thing, but I am not your average Joe that would come in feeling like that. I knew what I was getting myself into, okay, a hundred percent, and I knew that this therapist was not going to like what I had to say, mostly because it was the truth, and I'm not going to allow anything outside of the truth to jade any of these Mm -hmm. sessions because I already know going into it, she's really happy when she's done with this. That's a little weird. Like sometimes shouldn't you be like crying, not even crying, but just like there's a few things that I know I have to deal with. I need some time to think about it. I'll talk to you about it when I when I get my thoughts straight. Right. right. But always happy coming back from a session. I knew there was something a little off. There's definitely some enabling going on. Of course. And that's why, like I was saying, we walked away from our therapy sessions like fighting all the time because it was unearthed they were challenges absolutely i went to two couple sessions before my divorce and the first session no the second session is when we sat down and he looked at my ex and he said you know how is it going and he goes why don't you ask the lying cheating whore okay and i'm like jesus here we go probably gonna be done with our relationship (laughs) (laughs) perfect values (laughs) jesus wow we were broken up yeah and then that's why i don't know why you went two sessions maybe that's why you hate couples therapy no i hated it before have you ever gone with the current no okay he's perfect i love him (laughs) i mean i love all of his imperfections. Ah, ah, <laughs> interesting. Like Maybe he'll be listening. All right, let's <laughs> let's take a break. All right. It's rehearsed. So I want to thank you guys for being here today. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to cut us off because we're out of time. However, I'm really feeling like we're going to need to see you again. And I like we'll, that. I think we make that happen. We'll collect the copay. Right okay, after. at the door. I got my 15 buck. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Fit in. I need to get on your insurance. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>